That's the way the chat room looks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Crickets. Uh, who knows, man? Who knows? Could be technical difficulties on somebody's end. Who knows? Anyhow, welcome to the Monday Night Kickoff Show. I am your host, Charles Levi, joined by Pepe Vidal, my co-host, as always. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Good evening, everybody. Hope everybody's having a nice uh, Monday night. Uh, did you fish at all this past week? No. This weekend was a family weekend, pretty much. Pretty much hung out with the family, Halloween. Uh, take took my son Noah zip lining. Saw that. Um, yeah, man, I did, dude. That thing is cool, man. I had never been to that treetop thing in Brevard Zoo. Yeah. And let me tell you, man, that those zip lines are pretty cool that they have there. I mean, the ones for adults, I'm planning on going back and doing the adults, doing it myself. But even the kids' stuff is pretty cool. Like the ones he did for our, the for the age of our boys, mm-hmm. it's fifteen dollars. It costs fifteen dollars, and it's it, it's freaking awesome. They love it. I mean, my son loved it. He he wanted to come home. He wanted me to build him a zip line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be oh cool. yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, no fishing for me, man. Took it easy. You? Kids had a good. Kids had a good time on Halloween, obviously. Oh my God, dude! I'm sure yours was probably just like your kids, probably just like mine. It's like they got bags full of candy. I mean bags. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's they're full. The bags are full of candy. <laughs> Yeah, I brought some up to the shop. Uh, Steve and I were, Stephen Lester and I were milling through some of the candy there at the shop last <laughs> day. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty ridiculous. But uh, fishing, yeah, uh, typical Monday fun day, you know. Um, Mondays are the days where I get to go and do a little exploring, a little fishing, whatever. We call it Monday fun day. Um, drop the kids off at school and... Uh, Myself and Stephen Lester and Captain Pat Murphy and Alex Gritschke, we all headed up to uh, this piece of property uh, up in Volusia County. It's got a bunch of ponds and stuff like that on it. And uh, we decided to do a little low-sodium fishing today. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> you know, what's, I saw the pictures. Yeah. What's interesting about low-sodium fishing at this particular place is if the wind is blowing 25 miles an hour, like it was at, at, in the afternoon today, it doesn't really affect you at all where we were at. <clears throat> so we were able to throw fly, uh, caught some decent fish. Got, I got a nice bass and a big couple big brim, a bunch of hybrids, which my goal today was to get a hybrid on fly. I'd never caught a hybrid on a fly before. So did that. That was awesome. Uh, the big bass was a bonus, which was the big fish of the day. I'll pat myself on the back. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we walked, we went around and hit up a couple other ponds and checked out some other stuff. And, uh, Steve Lester got a couple of bass. Alex got a couple more bass and everybody, everybody caught a bunch of fish. Captain Pat walks up, drops his uh, 
drops his uh, Clouser minnow in the pond. I think he roll, roll casted it three times and caught a caught a striper right off the bat. So, uh, oh man, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, <clears throat> followed that up with another one, and then followed that up with a big brim, and then followed it up with another brim. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at him like, really? And he's like, huh. Chuck, you just, you just got a fish, man, or whatever he said. I don't even remember what he said. It was funny. <laughs> but we had a good time. Like I say, I mean, it's it's always a good time whenever you're fishing with friends. And <clears throat> the fly side of things, dude. Uh, did it all on a six weight today, and that was fun. Um, Captain Pat had like a two or three weight out there. It's a little tiny thing. That was pretty interesting to watch the guys getting owned uh, a little bit by some of those smaller hybrids. They were pulling pretty good. Get get you on the reel and then pull a little bit of drag, which was pretty interesting. But oh, uh, man. yeah, so you know, I mean, it's just a little something different to do. Something a little change of pace. So, but anyhow, typically, folks, what we do in the beginning of the show is we talk about upcoming events, things that are going on in the local area, and uh, I don't think that there's anything bigger going on in the local area than the upcoming <clears throat> upcoming Fishkins tournament. It's the Red Fish Tournament, fifth annual. Uh, of course, it's going to be held at the same place it always is, Old Florida Grill and Oyster House. In I guess they consider that Sharps or Port St. John. I don't know. It's it's right there in the border of Port St. John and Sharps on US one, right on the river. We've got a host of uh great sponsors. Shallow Water Anchor from Talon, Minkota, Tackle Webs, West Marine, Fishbone Design and Metal Sculptures, Fish and Florida Radio, RCI Optics, uh Rockport Rattler, Adventures Custom Rods, Captain Roy's Bait and Tackle. Of course, the old Florida Grill, Land Shark Lager, Strike Zone Fishing down in Melbourne, BT's Welding Service, Minkota, Coastal Angler, Handler Fishing Supply, Brown's Taxidermy, uh, Express Copy Printing Signs, Shirts, and Computers, Exude, Saving Safari, Hummingbird, Kayaks by Bow, Laser Sharp, Catch a Memory Outdoors. Marine One, Ocean Potion. It's a lot of sponsors. KBB Outfitters should be on there somewhere. I don't see it, but we'll have to. Uh-huh. You got to see. Hey, have... Anthony, what's going on? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm smack Anthony around a little bit because he's got Ace Hardware on there. I mean, come on. Um, so, oh. so uh, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the waymaster this year for the catch photo release side of the tournament. Um, there is two different sides of this event. You can do the live weigh-in, or you can do the catch, photo, and release. Uh, the general entry fee is 35 bucks. Juniors 15 and under is $10. The ladies' division is 35 bucks, 16 and over. Um, 16 and over is for all of the adult categories. If you want to fish the general category... <clears throat> 35 bucks. That is a live release tournament. Right, Peppy? Yes, it is. The general is a live release tournament. Yes. That is the one that is going to net you money. That's the one that's going to net you the most money, I should say. That is the one, I think, first place prize, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is $3,000. 
Right. Um, but, like we said, it's a live release tournament. That fish needs to be alive when you weigh him in. He cannot be dead. If he is dead, he it's, it's disqualified. Any fish that is dead is disqualified. So... You know, you got to make sure that fish is alive when you come in with it. Um, I'm just, uh, there's, there, I know there's a few kayakers. There's, I've been seeing some kayakers that have been wanting to fish the general admission side of it. Um, just from experience. I'm, I'm just saying it could be done and stuff, but this is from experience. On a kayak, it is extremely hard to keep a fish alive. All day long, if you're fishing all day long, try to keep them alive all day long to keep them inside of a live well. Kayak's not big enough for a live well. you got to try to keep a cooler on there if you can with bubbler. I mean, it's tough. It's not easy to keep keep a fish alive in, in, in a kayak. It could be done. And then the, and then you got the other part of it. you got the transport. you got to transport that fish to the check-in. So I've been seeing some guys that are going to do it and stuff like that, you know, just, you know, make sure you do everything you can in order to keep that fish alive because if that fish shows up, they're dead. It's going to be a disqualification. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and the other one, please, I, I stress this, please. I've been seeing some people talking about putting a fish on a stringer and towing the fish around all day long hmm. and keep them alive that way. Do not do it because the fish most probably will not survive if you put them on a stringer all day long. I mean, I've been seeing people stressing it out there. I actually went on Facebook and I put it out there, you know, try to, you know, telling people it, it, the fish probably will not survive a stringer. So if you're planning on doing that, please do something else and bring a cooler out there with a the bubbler if you can or something like that and try to keep that fish alive. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of sharks in the river too this time of year, so I would uh <clears throat> I'd venture to say that the stringer idea is not really that good of one. <clears throat> now, here's the deal. You can fish the tournament if you feel you can keep the fish alive, that's cool, whatever. If you got them on a stringer, uh understand that it is a slot size fish tournament. If you play the <clears throat> if you pay to play in the general category, it is a slot size fish that you are looking for. You're going to want to catch a fish at either 26 and a half, 26 and three quarters, or 27 inches. If you don't have one of those, I mean, if you catch a 25 incher and he's as big around as a football, that's pretty good fish. But yeah. if you uh, if you don't have a fish that's pushing that limit, then you know I probably wouldn't even waste your time coming back to the weigh-in. <laughs> Not being rude yeah. or nothing, but but I mean, this is a really, really this is one of those tournaments where a lot of really talented anglers come out and and uh you know these guys put it down every year it's a it's a fish that's right on that 27 or 26 and three quarter line and and uh you know seven pounds seven and a half eight pounds something like that you know big fat fish so um yeah there you go the other part that i got of it i'm trying to i wish we would have gotten anthony on here to talk about it is the spot tournament. They have a, the spot Calcutta going on. Now, that's going to be interesting to see because how are you supposed to do this spot 
thing when you got a weigh-in on one side and you got, of mm-hmm. course, CPR on the other side. CPR on the other side is fine because you're taking pictures. Now, the guys who are weighing in, if you're fishing the spot tournament, are you going to have to carry a camera with you and take pictures of a, of a fish that you catch with spots? How's you know, I'm wondering about that. How that how's that part gonna work? And that is the beauty mm-hmm. of a tournament that has an actual captain's meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> whenever you guys see the date November seventh and eighth, it's not a two day fishing tournament. It's a captain's meeting followed by a fishing tournament. Um you know, it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty self explanatory, honestly. Fishing, <clears throat> fishing this particular tournament. The guys do a great job with uh, with putting these uh, events on. Let's see. Uh, tournament weigh-ins from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. and will be held at the Old Florida Grill and Oyster House, located approximately a quarter mile south of the Front Neck Flea Market in Sharps. The docks are located at Marker 59, approximately 300 yards south of the utilities plant, on the west side of the Indian River. Look for the sign on the dock. <clears throat> so if you're in the water in a boat, you can bring your fish to the back of the the grill and uh, run up the dock that way, which is probably a good idea if you're fishing in and around the Indian River area <clears throat> as to not try and transport a fish in your live well in the, in the back of your boat. Uh, number one, most important, fish must be alive. Dead fish will not be weighed, and you must be on site by 4 p.m. If you are not back at 4 p.m., you are disqualified. Please check in with one of the judges upon arrival. Number two, you can fish any local waters that you wish. Number three, you can begin to fish no, early, no earlier than 6 a.m. day of the tournament. You can fish in a boat, from shore, wade, canoe, kayak, etc. The heaviest Florida-regulated slot redfish wins. Tiebreaker determined by length. If still a tie, then the fish that is checked in first wins. Remember to pinch the tail. That's a big That's a big note right there. Remember yep. to pinch the tail. So if you catch a redfish with his tail in the natural lay position and he's right at 27 inches. He's over. When they, he's over. <laughs> so you better pinch the tail to make sure that you've got a fish that's going to be within the slot. I'm not going to name any names, but several very well-known local guides over the past couple of years have brought in fish that were over slot per oh, the, yeah. tail, the tail pinching. So <clears throat> remember to pinch the tail. Like if you're following along tonight and taking notes, I would probably put an asterisk next to that. That's probably the most important part of all of that. Um, number six, Tom Miller and Anthony Broad will be the judges for the event and will make all decisions regarding the winner's tournament. Participants must abide by all FWC rules and regulations. Any type of bait is allowed, including live, artificial, etc. All people on the boat day uh, of tournament must be registered. Cheating will not be tolerated. Anglers are subject to a lie detector test. If you choose not to take the test, the winnings will be revoked. If an angler has been refused by another tournament trail to participate, the tournament director holds the right to allow or not allow the angler to fish any fish skins tournament. 
This is an event for all participants to have fun. Please maintain a safe environment, so break out your secret weapons and come join in on the fun. That is that is the rules and regulations for the live weigh-in. So there you go. Let's go back here and see if I can... Yep, let's see. Uh, division rules. Catch photo release. Oh, isn't there also... What? Isn't there uh this there there also is the possibility of light detector, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, okay. All right. So here's here's the part that really pretty much I think that most guys in kayak should focus on. The catch photo release divisions. Yep. Tournament tournament photo weigh-in is from 11 a.m. to 4, same as before, same place, blah, 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 blah. All participating anglers must attend the captain's meeting Friday night from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock to pick up the official tournament token used for the Fish Skins Redfish Tournament. Any and all photos submitted to the judges must be uh, must have the 2014 token in the picture next to the fish or your measuring stick. No exceptions. Listen. This is probably another one of those <laughs> rules that hey, I, I was guilty of it a couple of times. What? Taking a picture wait, of a fish. Uh, what? Wait. <laughs> what? Did you wait? What? 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 What did you uh, say? Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, I, yeah. Wait I, I me. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure the most important thing that you do besides landing your fish is to get that token in the picture. However. Be very careful not to lose said token. You can lose it at the end of the day. It doesn't really make a difference, I don't think. But you don't want to lose the token in the beginning of the day, and then the rest of your day is shot because you can't take a picture of a fish on a measuring stick. Anglers will use their own measuring stick the day of the tournament with the official token in the photo. We have the exact measurement of the token, and it will be resampled to verify the length of the photo. So there you go. They know how long the token is. So don't try and go out and print up a new measuring device that is shorter, like in centimeters or something. Yeah. Centimeters, switching centimeters for inches or whatever, because they can always take the token and and figure out the length of the fish by that. Uh, all submitted photos must be taken from directly above the fish, laying flat on or next to the measuring device with the mouth lined up to the zero or beginning of the measuring device with its belly, with the belly of the fish facing the angler. For those anglers entered into the spot division, both sides of the redfish will have to be shown. Take a picture of the first side of your redfish with the token, then flip the redfish over and uh, take a second photo. So there you go. Yeah, if you're going to enter in the spot division, you have to take photos of these fish. So each spot submission will have to have two photos. Each spot submission will have to have two photos. One displaying each side of the fish with both sides on of the... uh, Whoa, let me try that again. One displaying each side of the fish with both sides of the tournament token. Okay? Must be entered into catch photo release division and will have separate payout structure from the live weigh-in division. Um... So if you want to, uh, whatever, all photos must be submitted in person by 4 p.m. Um, when you get to the table, we'll give you a slip and a check-in number. Have photos with you on your cell phone or digital camera. 
if you do not have a common cell phone USB connector, please make sure to bring one with you to check in. We will retain and save all photos submitted. The longest in length single redfish wins. Anglers can fish any location of water, blah, 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 blah. Same thing as before. So, cool. there you go. I mean, that's pretty much an, in a nutshell what you're going to hear at the uh, at the captain's meeting, I'm sure. Um they're always good events, man. There's, no, there's, you know, it's just one of those things. We we have a great time. Anytime Anthony and the guys from Fishkins put on a tournament, in my opinion, they do about the best job that you can do for such a large scale event. Um, and the prizes are always pretty legit. They always have good raffles and stuff too. Usually, TJ, I, I know you're on. TJ's on the line. You hear me? Hear my cup? I hear. Yep. Yeti Rambler in the house. We'd like to thank Yeti for being an unofficial sponsor of the show. <laughs> and uh, tonight's dinner was brought to me by my beautiful wife. She made me some chicken and dumplings, which made me happy, happy, happy. TJ, you fishing the uh, fish skins tournament or what? Uh, you know, I was actually thinking about fishing it myself. Um, you know, it's hard to say yet. <laughs> it really is. Um, I don't know what I quite got going on for the rest of the week. Uh, my nephew, honestly, though, is really uh, – he's really wanting to fish it. So I might get him in a junior vision. He's 14. So. Hey, there you go. That'll be Very good. good. There's usually not a whole lot of junior anglers in the tournaments. So, um, yeah, he's got do, good chances there. Do we know yeah, what the juniors yeah. win? Do we know? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. But regardless, oh. it'd be it'd be good to get into it. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll have a lot of fun. And uh, TJ, I saw that you showed up and helped out uh, Tammy and the crew over there with the Hook Kids on fishing. How'd that go? It went actually uh, went really well. Uh, pretty big turnout of kids. Uh, we probably had close to about fifty kids out there. Um, filled up the time slot really well. Uh, all the kids were extremely happy. Uh, parents were extremely happy. Kids learned a ton. Uh, it was really, really windy that day. <laughs> it was blowing probably, you know, a good solid 20 out there. And uh, Tammy was kind of worried about, you know, the kids getting a little wild with uh, their casts and stuff. So we uh, we weren't able to do much fishing that morning, but they did soak up a whole lot of information. Nice. Awesome. Good deal. It's always good whenever you can get out there and get kids on fish. We're actually talking about trying to figure out a way to uh, get some kids involved with the the location where we went and did some low-sodium stuff today. Isn't that right, Alex? Yes, we were talking about that. Yeah, and also to, pig- to piggyback on, on you know what you guys were just talking about with those kids on fish. Uh. <laughs> Hear he, hear he, hear he. <laughs> the Honorable oh, Captain okay. Alex Gorichki is speaking. <laughs> All shall be silent. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to thank all the little people that got me to here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, <laughs> uh, no, on a, on a serious note, the uh, uh, you know the ASC, the Anglers for Conservation, that that does the uh, the Hook Kids on Fishing uh, mm-hmm. program. A great, great uh, group of people, and uh, if you have a chance to volunteer and help them out, please do because they can always <laughs> use an extra hand. Nice. Yes. Well, today was uh, was an interesting day, I would say. We had um, two guys who I figured had pretty much probably caught just about everything there is to catch in the Central Florida area, catch Perfect. their first catch their catch their first ever. Uh, hybrid bass. So Alex and and uh Stephen Lester both got their first hybrid bass today. Congratulations. Yeah, that was that was a uh, a nice little treat. That was one that I hadn't gotten before. I, there was a lake that we used to fish out on North Merritt Island um that had them in it, but I never never had an opportunity to get a hold of one. I heard they were in it. I never even actually saw one. But um yeah, it was a neat it was a neat experience and a different type of fish and uh you know, I've I've done some some bass fishing when I was younger, but obviously it's not not my area of of specialties at this moment in time. But a fish is a fish, and and I enjoy catching them all. So I would I would say that uh, for those of you who are listening to the show that have ever caught a hybrid bass um, or sunshine bass, whatever you want to call them, uh, you would be very surprised at the shoulders that those fish have being their size. They definitely pull a bit harder than uh than a largemouth does in my opinion. Yeah, they definitely I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't know. Well we'll get you on that uh, one too, Pep. Yeah. We'll, I wouldn't know. There's there's no there's no shortage there's no shortage of hybrid bass in this particular location. Yeah. There's no no shortage of anything in this particular location. And and and, and the possibility of ducks, the well, possibility of turkeys and deer. You took it. You took it. You took it right out of my mouth, Chuck. Because I was going to say, forget the fish, and I want to do something else there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex got a chance to ride the property today and take a peek at it and see what it was all about. And when he came back, I mean, he just—you can see the wheels were turning in his head. I mean, it's just. There's so many options, so so many things we can do with that piece of land out there and, and really kind of have a really cool setup, you know. Um, one of the things that's, to me, really interesting about the whole situation is uh, is the possibilities of some truly giant bass um, in some of these lakes because these lakes have been there for quite a while, and they're deep. They're They're just – they're – They've been cut out for a shell. I mean, they're they're just deep shell pits is all they are. And um, I don't think uh, what the two lakes we fished today we caught bass in both of them. And uh, oh yeah, the hybrid, well three hybrid. three three lakes three lakes that we fished today technically. Oh yeah. And yeah, and that was, was all standing a... on the bank. It was, we weren't out in <clears throat> we weren't out in in kayaks or small john boats or nothing like that. And just wait till you put a kayak in that place. It's going to be pretty epic. Um, But, uh, yeah, so there you go. All kinds of fun stuff going down. Um, Very exciting opportunity uh, to be had for some folks that might want to get in on 
doing some fishing on on this piece of property. We'll be talking about that in the in the weeks to come as we dial in some more information. There'll be some opportunities for some hunts and things like that too. I think down the road, but um, KBB Outfitters, man, doing big things. By the way, thank you very much to everyone who voted for us. I don't I'm not going to take up a whole bunch of time talking about this, but um, yakangler.com is still having their um, Kayak Angler Choice Awards for this year. And believe it or not, KBB Outfitters made it to the second phase of voting. And if you look at the list, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just proud to be even mentioned with some of those folks. So only been open for. 11 months it's kind of crazy to uh to even be mentioned with those people so appreciate it um and of course our very own group space coast kayak anglers on on uh, facebook has made it to round two too so if you guys are listening to the show and you're a, a member of that group to give us a little a vote of confidence over there and we'll see if we can't make it to the end here but anyhow enough of that what else is going on gents Fish, fish, and apparently wind for the next couple of days. They're still out there. Those fish oh, are yeah. out there still. Oh yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, those ones out. Uh, the the uh, the fish that that Peppy is referring to are. Uh, we had a really nice, as we do every year this time of year, um, load of uh, breeder reds move in on the beach. Uh, and uh, what ends up happening is actually they they tend to spawn. Uh, out on our shoals um, and you'll hear reports every now and then of somebody coming in and saying they saw acres of redfish up on the surface out on the shoals and uh, it usually happens you know maybe four weeks ago or something like that a month ago in that in that general area um, and uh, you know it's been about three weeks now I think since Chuck you caught that one big red um, mm-hmm. out there at uh, out the port um, I think that was three Mondays ago now actually um, you know, and that was kind of the be- uh, it was kind of the signal, the beginning of them pushing off of those shoals and pushing into the bait pod. Um, we were able to catch them all the way down past the pier. Um, it wasn't just uh, centrally or just located up there uh, in the Canaveral Bight was the most popular spot that everybody was getting them. But uh, we we ended up catching them all over in all the bait pods. Basically, if you found a bait pod, you found the redfish. And uh, good fun. You know, you could basically catch as many as you wanted. Uh, didn't have to do uh, live baits or anything like that. Uh, I know some people pulled, you know, pulled baits from the port all the way out there, taking mullet out to them and, and uh, even and getting uh, uh, pogies on the spot and the bait pods. And, uh, you know, pretty quickly you can switch over to from any of that. And uh, we were using bucktail jigs and really doing well with them. Uh, fun fish, too. It's uh, kind of like shooting fish in a barrel, but it's uh, nice when those fish that you're shooting in the barrel are 40-plus-inch redfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I actually, yesterday, yeah, yesterday I was, uh, we were pulling up to a meet. I had a gentleman that fishes with me quite often, uh, and he wanted to go experience it. And uh, he had had uh, two real nice fights, two nice fish, and finally said, hey, you go ahead and hook one. I'm going to sit here and just drink a soda and relax for a couple minutes. And um, <laughs> I was actually I was actually pulling over to the bait pod with my, my bucktail, just skipping on the surface right next to me, rod in hand, um, coming up to the bait pod to set up a drift. 
uh, and had about a four-foot redfish come up and slam the bucktail on the surface right next to the boat, hauled off and tore probably 50 off the reel and uh, fought him for a couple seconds. And he en- ended up popping off, uh, pretty much reeled the bucktail back up. I was already in the bait pod, dropped it down, and didn't even twitch it twice, and it was, you know, it was back on and, uh, and backfiring. So good fun, good fish. It happens every year this time of year. Um, out there off the beaches. If you take notice of a lot of our patterns that happen here, they happen in other places. Um, I saw a picture today of Boca Grand Pass um, where they said they were whaling on big breeder redfish. Um, Sebastian Inlet's another good telltale. You know, they're whaling on big redfish down there. There's probably big redfish moving around out here too. Um, those fish all kind of do the same thing, just in different areas. Right on. Yeah, now, let I'll, me let me let me ask you something, Chuck. For going back to the fishkins, are you allowed to fish on the ocean side for that tournament if you're fishing a CPR? You're allowed to fish wherever you want. Huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm entering the fishkins <laughs> tournament. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> Logan and I, Logan and I will be promptly kicking our way to the Canaveral Bite uh, on Saturday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's quality fish, and and you know we obviously year round have opportunities to catch a quality redfish, um, upwards of forty five plus inches. Um, it's not uncommon for you to find them year round in our area. You guys know that. Um, some of our listeners that aren't, you know, right here might not understand that, that we have a, a very healthy bull redfish fishery that is year-round in our lagoons. Um, so treats like this, those fish are smart, though. You know, they know what's up. They know what's going on. So a treat like this to where you can actually go out there and, and put the wood to several big fish and um, and have it be automatic is, is really fun. It's something different, and it's uh, it's definitely something to experience if you have the opportunity to get out there to it. Yep, I would say That's so. All. I think we've got uh I think we've got Stephen Lester on on the line. Steve, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? What's going on, guys? What's going on? We're uh What's up? You drinking you drinking with Pat Murphy again? <laughs> <laughs> the silence, Where you the at? silence tells the story. Yeah, see he does that every yeah. time. Can you, guys, can you guys can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> whatever. Uh so yeah, so we're talking basically right now what we're talking, we're talking uh all things about the uh fishkins tournament, um and you know, opportunities to get out and get after some big fish. Uh Tammy Wilson has got a trip that she's doing down the little econ i think when this weekend is it this weekend next weekend i think next weekend um you know it's interesting she uh tammy's got me kind of intrigued on the low sodium stuff with the fly rod we've been talking about it for years and she tells me to quit being a snob and and you know saltwater snob and go over to the the freshwater side, but as she's saying here, I'm going to say December 4th for the first shad caught 
in the Central Florida area. Going to call it early this year. Um, that's a good topic. Let's talk about shad for a second. <clears throat> this is definitely a fish that we have that I have probably rarely spoken about, except for last year when when I went out <clears throat> got my first couple shad. Um, if you have never, if you're listening to the show and you have never shad fished, let me tell you something. Not only is it is it fun on light fly tackle, super light, ultralight type spin, um, it's a blast. It really is. And, and to think about, <clears throat> this is kind of like our our version of a salmon run of sorts, but much smaller, obviously. Because these fish migrate all the way down from all the way up towards like Delaware and areas north of that, all the way down the Atlantic coast in through Jacksonville. They make their way into the St. Johns River, and they, they, they do their spawn just south of Titusville. I mean, like that's – I mean, they spawn all the way through, but like they're la- – like the, pretty much the last giant population of fish you find is just south of Titusville. So um, when they're done spawning, unlike salmon, they don't just die and float up on the on the shoreline and all that stuff. They make their way back out of the St. John's and head back up the coast. So it is a very cool fish to catch. I mean, it, they 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 pull uh, they pull some drag on light tackle. They jump like baby tarpon. Um, they're hard to keep on the line like a baby tarpon, and uh, quite frankly, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's it's really not that difficult as far as finding the fish. They roll pretty similar to uh, that of a tarpon, um, you know, and they spit acid. They do. They've been known to spit acid. So, no, I'm kidding. It's an inside joke from last year. Whatever. Nobody gets it. It's cool. Um, but, but they're a lot of fun. Uh, things we were throwing at them last year. Um, small crappie jigs um, with lead heads, uh, flies tied with big, uh, heavy dumbbell type eyes, um, flashy, lots of flash. So, and Tammy showed me a version of a of a shad fly that I used last year. It worked out really well for me. Um, and honestly, you can tie a hundred of these things in a matter of an hour. They're super super easy. So uh, it's pretty cool. They do smell. They do. The, yep, they do smell. Wade saying they stink to high heaven like a tarpon. They do stink, dude. Once you land one, you get that that slime on you. There's nothing like that. I mean, it's pretty wretched, but they are a lot of fun to catch. So keep your eyes peeled to social media. When you start seeing people catching those things, I, w- I would suggest you take a day or two and get out there on the St. John's and go play with them. I mean, it's fun. Something different to do. TJ, you ever catch a shad? Uh, yes, I've actually caught uh, quite a few shad, actually, when I was younger. Um, first time ever ran up on some shad, uh, me and my father was actually doing some uh, crappie fishing on the St. John's and uh, got kind of curious after we'd seen some fish rolling around on top, like you said, and we were actually using some live shiners, and uh, we were trolling through, um, actually, I think we were on Harney, Lake Harney, and um, they were in there. And uh, we just straight wore them out that day, just having tons of fun. And uh, after that, we kind of got keen on what was going on, and we just went back out there and, you know, sport fished them pretty much on light spin gear, just super ultra light stuff. And 
never got an opportunity to, you know, do any fly because I was, you know, that was a little bit before that time for me, but it, it's a blast. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Peppy, I don't think you, no, that's right, you didn't go with us last year. You're kind of like, I'm not going shad fishing. Dude, I've never gone, I've never even, never caught a shad in my life, so, never had an interest in it, so, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Are you going to, are you going to try and go this, this year? Yeah, I'll, I'll. Yeah, I'll go out there. I'll have Tammy take me out there. She can take me to her spot, and then and then next time I go out there, I'll bring my whole family out there and everybody else. Yeah, I hear that. I hear they make really good catfish bait. They do make really good catfish bait. In fact. Uh, you know what else? Um, Tom Van Horn uh, kept a couple of them last year, and he was going to use them for redfish bait. Yeah, I remember the first time I went fishing for bait. Do they do they work for redfish? You think they do? Yeah, they're slimy, oily. Yeah, yeah, they eat it. Yeah, any yeah anything will work for a redfish. They're not the most brilliant, especially in. <laughs> Especially in terms of a sink. Yeah. Alex, have you ever caught a shad? I have caught shad, yes. Okay. And I will admit, yes, it is fun. For you. But, uh, yeah. Now, something like that, I actually enjoy something, uh, I don't know, they are fun, and it it is challenging, especially when you do a light tackle or a light fly on them. Um, I've only done light spin on them. I've never really fly fished for them. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a place for everything much like today. I don't, I don't, I don't think I caught a bass over a pound and, uh, I had a blast, caught a bunch of fish and, you know, there's definitely a place for a place for every type of fishing. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you guys are getting owned. Tammy's owning everybody in the chat room tonight, by the way. Uh, she's in rare rare form. She says, Debbie's a snob. She She said that Alex is a snob. (laughs) Anyway, the, uh... Sorry, Tammy, if I don't like to fish toilet water. Toilet water. (laughs) The, the funny thing, the funny thing about, uh, the shad fishery, um, I was talking to an old guy out there that went out there the day after Tammy showed me where to go, and I took 15 people with me, and, uh, no, I'm kidding. And uh, I, I come, I come rolling up, and uh, I come rolling up. There's like five old dudes standing in the water with like Sims waders on. They've got to be like four or five hundred dollar pair of waders, right? Guys are throwing like, like uh, two weight and three weight, like Nautilus and Sage gear, and just crazy amounts of money worth of. Uh, gear to catch this shad, which is basically bait fish, right? So, anyway, I come rolling up, and and the one guy's like, "You got a sinking tip or intermediate line?" I'm like, "I don't." And he goes, "I want to throw something heavy. They're on the bottom." And he he gave me a really uh he gave me a really cool uh, tip when it comes to catching these things. He says, 
if you're not pulling if you're not pulling mussels and clams off the bottom, you're not fishing for shad properly. Because huh. a lot of times they a lot of times they eat really low to the bottom. They don't sometimes they take on the surface, sometimes they take just below the surface, but he said more more times than not they eat right by the bottom. And the funny thing is, uh I'm stand I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever you say, old man, like whatever. And so I go over and I start casting and I'm I must have thrown I don't know, thirty, forty casts and I look over and every like second or third cast this old guy's hooked up. And I ain't caught nothing. So I let the fly sink and sink and sink and sink and sink and finally found the strike zone. But it's fun, man. It's a good, it's a nice change of pace, something different like today. A little low sodium action, get out there, catch some big hand size, uh, or not my hand size, but I mean a normal man's hand size brim. And, uh, you know, the, there's there was some freaking nice fish there. That bass I caught today made me really happy. And, you know, it's just that's just it. I mean, it's just exploring another avenue of fishing style. And I think all too often a lot of us get caught up in fishing what we know and what we're comfortable with, right? We like to stay sometimes within our comfort zone. I mean, any of us can go out and catch redfish or trout or whatever, you know, on a, on a fairly consistent basis. But it's nice to be able to go out and, you know, change it up. So today I'm throwing basically a, a a freshwater trout fly to these brim and these hybrids as opposed to, you know, a, a, a quan or a merkin-style fly I've been throwing in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, it's just fun. Nice to change things up. And this is all stuff you can do from a kayak. There's nothing, you know, there's no reason why you can't take your kayak out there and and uh, get after it, you know. And God only knows what's, like, that's the thing, too, about freshwater fishing. You never really know what you're going to catch. I mean, it's on the flats, yeah, you pretty much have a good idea. <clears throat> you're going to get, you know, redfish, trout, snook, tarpon, black drum, jacks, ladyfish, whatever. But nowadays, with all the invasive species that are cruising through the state of Florida, you, you might catch a snakehead next time you go out to the St. John's. Who knows, you know? So we need to try and introduce some peacock bass up here and see if they can survive. I was talking Sometimes. to a guy. Actually, you're talking about that. There was a guy. I was actually talking to a big peacock bass fisherman on Friday from Broward County. He lives down there. Those fish do not survive in water less than 70 degrees. Really? That's Yep, 70 degrees, he was telling me. If it's any less than 70 degrees for any extended amount of time, the fish are dead. That's wow. why they don't survive up here. Yeah, I was talking to him about it. That was I was surprised, too. I was like, holy cow, man, that's pretty warm. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if a, maybe a deeper lake, i.e. like a like a shell quarry or something like that, that's a tree line that doesn't have that has enough water to be able to have them hide down low and uh, doesn't get influenced as much by wind and cold. God, it still seems like it might not make it. That'd be awesome to have peacock bass up here, though. Heck yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Let's see if we can get Lester back on the phone. We had him on there for a second. We just went live with Stephen Lester and Captain Pat Murphy. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Can can you guys hear me? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah. We're ch- we're just chilling, dude. We're talking about uh, shad fishing now. And, uh, 
maybe getting after it this this winter. What do you think? Have you ever targeted shad before? Uh, never targeted shad. Uh, can't wait to try it. Uh, looks like some fun. I called dibs on Pat Murphy's little two weight or three weight deal he had out there at the lake today for that. Yeah, I'm just gonna tie a string to my finger. <laughs> you see, you, you, it's funny whenever you get Steve on the line. It's always funny because Pat's sitting probably pretty close to him in a chair. They're probably both pounding beers right now, and you, you can hear Pat just mumbling off in the distance. Like, hold on, I got actually I do have a button for that. Stand by. I get to hit another button today. This is a good day for buttons. Once I find it, once I find it, hold on, stand. Wasn't fast enough. There we go. That's all I got. That was good. Anyway. So, yeah, look at that. Tammy's excited. She goes, it's time. I'm so going to break all your cherries. (laughs) Anyway, what else is new and exciting, Stephen Lester? What's going on with uh, Wild Florida Outdoors? Um, we're just, uh, working on the fly time thing, uh, doing the, doing the once a month fly time meetings up at KBB, uh, working on filming some fly fishing. Uh, we're going to try to put together a DVD, uh, 2016, uh, year on the fly. Yeah. So the, the, hopefully the DVD will come out in 2016 and we're going to be filming throughout 2015 for that DVD. So anybody who's interested might want to get involved, uh, have your face plastered on the, uh, on the DVD, you know, have some clips of you, whatever, feel free to hit us up, um, get a hold of Steve and maybe he can come out there and, and shoot some video with you. Also, uh, you know, we're, we've been talking around at the shop a little bit. Um, are you, are do you want to try and talk about possibly doing some filming on boats for folks if they're interested and cutting DVDs and that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, you know, everybody would like to have a DVD of their trip. Uh, I figure I wasn't quite ready to advertise it yet, but, uh, I guess now's as good a time as any. Uh, Boom. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if people want, want me to tag along and, and they want me to film the trip and put something together for them so they can, they can remember the trip, not just by pictures and, you know, uh, even charters. If some of these captains want me to go along and and shoot footage for their client, and you know, offer that to them, it's it's. I think it's a something that we can offer now with advancing technology that that we weren't able to before. You know. There you go. Maybe even something if a guide wants to utilize your skills to put out a, a video for his website or something like that. Regardless of whatever it is, um, we'll be working on that. You know, uh, we'll. Didn't mean to throw you underneath the bus or nothing. I just figured, you know, we've been talking about it, so. Oh, yeah, no no, no problem. Uh, I know I'll be uh, shooting some footage with Captain Micah Tolliver uh, over the next week. He wants to up his fly fishing side and learn how to do more chartering towards that angle. So, you know, things like that. Um, not only is it fun to do, but uh, it's effective for marketing. <laughs> right on. Cool. 
somebody else got a Rambler. Who else got a Rambler? I heard it. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> All right. You yeah, heard it on, I think. That was pretty hey. good. Yeah. I've got, I've got we'll a get gear out for it. Hey. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing, here's the thing is, uh, you know, what we're going to try and do over the next couple of months is really try to push the fly side of things a little hard here on the show and then uh, also throughout social media. I, th- I think we've gotten we've, the proof's in the pudding, man. We've we've put some guys into fly combos through the shop and they've uh, they've really taken to it well and they got out there and, and, and got on some fish. And I mean, it's incredible to see a dude who just bought his first combo go out and within two and a half weeks catch his first snook, his first tarpon, his first redfish, his first bass, like all on fly. It's not that difficult to do, honestly. Fly fishing is not that hard. It's uh takes some patience. It is frustrating. You're not gonna go out and catch a hundred thousand fish in a day on it. But uh you know, it's it's definitely very rewarding. So if you guys are interested in that, feel free to hit us up either on social media or call the shop. You can call me direct, whatever. We'll figure it out. But blabbing. Who's playing Monday night football tonight? Uh, Indianapolis and and New York, the Giants. Colts and the Giants. Yep. What? What'd you say, hey, New York hey, uh, team? Yeah. What were <laughs> you going to say? Both their, both their yeah, teams I said, uh, think. Yeah, both teams New York still has a team? Yeah, New York still has a team, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Steve. Um, I need to, you know, I need to get, um, I need to try out some of those Captain Pat hooks, man. I need to see how I can get my hand on some of those. Uh, they're they're definitely around. Uh, just, uh, maybe we can get, maybe we can have some of the shop waiting on you. Dude, those things look look awesome, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's unfortunately not sitting next to me tonight, or I would have him address the uh, the question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's in soul Dude, time. I've got soul time. I've got so much slack for that. I was gonna hang on a second, TJ. I was gonna say. Uh, so so here I am. I'm thinking that I hear mumbling off in the distance. I think it's Pat. I apologize, Pat, if you're listening to the podcast later, which I doubt you're going to take the time to do. But if you do, <laughs> I apologize for making you sound like you were gargling. Good, DJ. I said I've got so much slack for that. <laughs> Pat, let me, uh, you know, obliging me with his uh, wonderful hooks. And, uh, you know, he... When I first uh, fished with Pat, he's like, check these out. you got to check these out, man. And he's like, dude, I haven't lost a fish in four years with this hook. And I'm like, so really now? <laughs> so uh, proof is in the pudding for sure because uh, since basically I- I've used a single hook for the last uh, four months now, um, almost 100 fish deep on – one single hook. Yeah, they work. There you go. All right, well, hopefully Pat will be bringing some by, or you guys are interested in hit him up, see what you can do there. Um, hey, Steve. Yeah. I got a, I'm, fi- 
fishing the Fishkins tournament this weekend. Hint, 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 hint. Um, I could use some Saturday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we could work something out before Saturday. Um, I can almost guarantee that. <laughs> you actually just gave me some, and I'm not fishing spinning tackle for a whole year, so maybe I could just give you the ones I got. <laughs> <laughs> I just need one. <laughs> just one. <laughs> just one. One hook. If, it, if it's like if it's like TJ says, man, that you can they catch fish like the way they do. I just need one. <laughs> no, right, I'm sure cool. I can loan you one, Peppy. Yeah, okay. Here's here's a hook. <laughs> a hook. That's it. Tie it on, you break it off, you're done. Uh speaking of tying it on, breaking it off and you're done, uh we're going to be doing a micro rod challenge at the shop. Um starting December the first. Uh you can buy the combo now, you can practice with it, whatever you want to do. It is a mi- little tiny micro rod and it's, I mean, it's a tiny little micro rod. I mean, it's maybe, what, a foot and a half long, maybe two foot long, if that. Um, and uh, it's got a little tiny 500-size reel on it. I think it's spooled with six-pound monofilament. Uh, the deal is the combo costs 10 bucks. That's how much the combo is. It's 10 bucks. So the entry fee for the tournament, 10 bucks. You buy the combo, you're in the tournament. I've got, I think, 40-some-odd combos available, so it'll be a limited buy-in tournament. The the winning angler who catches the largest fish on the micro rod without changing the line, without using a leader, no leaders, no line line changing, will win a pretty kick-ass KBB Outfitters prize pack, and I'm working on a trophy. So... Uh, something they can carry on. We'll do this kind of kind of thing every quarter or so. We'll pick a different species to target, you know, at, during the summertime, stuff that won't uh, get wore out too bad and die by as a result of trying to catch them on a micro rod. So um, keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. And other than that, guys, I don't really have much more to talk about. Oh, yeah. We're gonna do. I mean, got the fish skins coming up. What else can we talk about? There's. Uh, Tammy, you got it. Tammy's, Tammy's off. She dropped off the, off the deal there. We got her and Vicky doing something coming up, don't we? Yeah, Vicky and Tammy are doing a hook hook women's kind of. I'm not gonna say hook women's fishing clinic, but uh, it's a ladies' fishing outing. Uh, basically, it's an instructional morning, afternoon, what have you, with Tammy and Vicky on all things kayak fishing uh, related, including, uh, but not limited to, how to use the potty. <laughs> so, apparently, that's a big, a big deal for the lady crew, and uh, Tammy and the and Vicky are going to go over all that fishing techniques, kayak launching techniques, kayak paddling techniques all that kind of fun stuff. So if you're interested to get your wife involved or girlfriend, um, if you got a buddy that doesn't like football, can't grow facial hair, 
he might want to go to the same same event as well. <laughs> so uh, feel free to hit us up. We'll be more than happy to jot down their information. Um, you know, <laughs> I'll talk to Tammy and see if I can, if we can get those guys to uh, <laughs> get those guys to be able to join the thing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Start getting delirious when I get to the end of the show. I've got nothing else to talk about. Folks, if you're listening in the chat room and you're wondering how you can get involved in the chat room, you can always log in using one of your social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you can use those, too, to log into the chat room and chit-chat in the chat room and chitty-chat chat room, whatever. Um, yeah, and if you ever want to call a show and be a part of the show and contribute to what we got going on the uh, guest call-in number as always is 714-816-4727 714-816-4727 we're coming up on a anniversary next year well actually not coming up next year when we reach our show's anniversary we are planning on having uh, some rather awesome giveaways I've already got some manufacturers that are all on board with it, so including Yeti and a couple others. So um might want to tune in to that. Uh, questions, comments, concerns about anything pertaining to the show or WFO or KBV Outfitters or um, anything, local lines, charters, anything, feel free to hit me up on Facebook. Uh, you can shoot me a email, redfishchuck at hotmail.com. I'm on Instagram now at, re- at hashtag redfishchuck. Also at hashtag KBB Outfitters. And that's all I've got. So now we're going to go through the the switchboard here. We'll talk to some of our guys that are here on the line and let them plug themselves and whatever else that is they got going on. And then um, get to Peppy. Then when I get to me, then we'll get out of here and go watch some football like men do. Uh, Alex. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, one thing I do want to add real quick for the ladies, yeah, the, the bathroom is a big deal. I get that a lot on the charters. Um, where am I going to go to the bathroom? It's uh, usually a pretty simple <laughs> simple situation. I don't I don't really have a problem with it, so I'm not sure. No, it's, uh, it is a common thing, and it's one of those things that ladies obviously think about. Uh, one thing I do want to let everybody know, listening to live or podcast, we do have coming up November 18th and 19th. All right, there's two meetings. Anybody oh, local, that, anybody local that this reaches needs to come to these meetings. These meetings are in are pertaining to the railway they're speaking of putting across the no motor zone. Um, if it takes me explaining to you why that's such a bad deal and why you should come and and oppose it. If you can't be heard, by all means be seen. Um, the first meetings of this, I was one of the only people there in contention, and I was the only other. Uh, I was actually the only person. Uh, actually, Monty Murdoch came out in in the evening one. Um, other than that, the only person uh, with any concerns of fishing related, ecologically, um, and then also related to pertaining to the no motor zone. Um, anybody listening to this that likes to fish to the east side of the no-motor zone from the launch back by the entrance to the Air Force Base, that will no longer be there. That won't be accessible. There will be no entrance to the east side unless you paddle in. 
Um, you know, it, it's going to affect a lot of people, uh, not just in the self-serving nature of us not getting to fish an area um, or or if that, uh, but also ecologically, we definitely don't need another causeway going over the river. So if you can make it peacefully. Someone's um, got a train going by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of a train, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> The uh, the uh, both the meetings are like I said November 18th five to eight on both the meetings and the uh, next one's on the 19th. Uh, the first one's actually in Titusville and on the campus of uh, uh, at the gym um, at the college. So out there at BCC Titusville, I guess, or Eastern Florida State College or whatever it's called now, um, in their gymnasium. That's the, the uh, November. 18th one, and then the 19th one is at the Radisson um, in the port uh, in their large convention center. Like I said, please show up, uh, keep an eye on Facebook and everything like that, and I'll be pumping stuff out prior to. I'll be up there letting them know what I feel about the situation. So, other than that, you can find me at localinescharters.com, Captain Alex Garichke on Facebook, Local Lines Guide Service on Facebook. I do the Instagram thing too, and it's just Local Lines Charters. Uh, hashtag or at, whatever you want to do, uh, check us out and follow us. Uh, if you want to give me a call, uh, talk about the fishing, figure out what's up with the bite, or book a charter, please. Um, it would be 321-480-3255. As always, thank you to KBB Outfitters for keeping me tight and right for uh, hooking all the fish we like to catch out there on the charters. And, uh, and of course, Mr. Chris Sensi with the Slayer Inks and Kayaks by Bo. Always keeping me floating. Right on. Thank you, Captain Alex Gurchke. Appreciate it, brother. Um, <clears throat> from Alex, let's go to Steve Lester. Uh, all right. I just want to extend an invitation. Anybody wants to come down, learn fly tying or uh, anything fly fishing, just come down to KBB Outfitters. Uh, we're there most of the week. Any information, you can sit down, tie some flies. Uh, just Get a, be a part of it, learn some new things down there. Um, we're going to be filming for the next year solid, so if anyone wants to get involved and throw the fly rod at some fish and get on film doing it, get a hold of me, get a hold of KBB Outfitters. Killer. And uh, <clears throat> WFO's got an Instagram account, right? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Shallow Minded is our, uh, we put out little clips and videos on YouTube and uh, Facebook. Cool. TJ. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you plan on, you plan, you, you plan on fishing this week, bro? Uh yeah, sure am. Doing as much as I can do. How how are you, you fishing the tournament? The uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm gonna fish the tournament. I might try to get my nephew involved in it though. He he's pretty enthused about it. How you feeling? Feeling a lot better than what I was. Healing up pretty good. I'm back to probably about ninety percent. Killer. <laughs> Guys, TJ's on Facebook, too. He's part of Space Coast Kayak Anglers and a number of other groups on social media. You can find him there, TJ. Um, I, I, whatever, dude. I always forget your last name. What's your last name? Pierce. 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 
TJ Pierce. Uh, that's whatever. I don't know how. How I, I whatever. Too many people to try and keep track of. My bad, TJ. I love you, man. Thanks, Chuck. Um, Thanks, Chuck. No Appreciate problem. It. Yeah, no worries. Oh, and if you guys want Couch anything, Couch uh, Kill us. No, if you guys, if you guys need anything, uh, any mechanical work done, if you have any side jobs, things like that, um, you know, your truck's not quite running right, car's not quite running right. Uh, feel free to find TJ Pierce on on Facebook. Um, guy's a wizard with a wrench. Even though he purposely broke my truck so I couldn't fish as much. Y- yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, when you drive a Ford, life is a little I know. tougher than the average man. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I walked right into that one. And Peppy. Yep. Um, I'm just, uh, this week I'm just, you know, all about getting ready for, uh, for the fish against tournament, pretty much. Um, I'll be fishing with Alan this weekend. Um, be fishing away tournament on Saturday with him. And he will actually, I think Alan is planning to be out there looking around and doing, checking places out Thursday and Friday. You know him, he's dying. I, he hasn't caught a fish on his boat yet. So, <laughs> yeah. So he'll be out there Thursday and Friday looking around and seeing where the fish are at and everything like that. And then Saturday we'll be going out on my boat on Saturday. But um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend, man. It's going to be fun Friday and Saturday. Both days are going to be fun. And like you said, Anthony and those guys, man, they throw a great tournament every year. And, the, I mean, the raffles and everything, it looks like the raffles are going to be insane, the raffles they have. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, so... Yeah, so I'll see everybody out there on on Friday night, Friday evening. Uh, that's about it for me and uh, my sponsors. Let me let me thank my sponsors here: Native Watercraft, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, RCI Optics, Powerpole, Slaring Lures, Sea Deck, TFO Rods, Aquabound Paddles, Hook One Kayak Fishing Gear, Yak Attack, Tailing Toes, KBB Outfitters, Kayak Fabo, Herrera Stelly Cigars, Ram Mounts, Columbia. And Kayak Fishing Radio, thank you all very much for supporting everything that I do. Thank you. Cool. That list, let me tell you, man, every time I go through that list, man, I have to almost take a breath. You know, it's like. Yeah. It's <laughs> a long list, man. But yeah, it's, it is, uh, man. But you, but you know what, man? It's just, it's, hey, it's <laughs> nice to have great companies that support you and, and have your back throughout all of your endeavors. As I do. Exactly, man. As I do with Hobie Watercraft, RCI Optics, Tackle Webs, Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, ENO, Adventurous Custom Rods. Uh, Those of you that might be in the market for a custom rod, my boy Durwood Roberts over here in Merritt Island, the guy is is a lunatic when it comes to custom stuff. So if uh, you have any custom rod needs, feel free to hit me up, and I'll get you in touch with Durwood. Uh, power pole, Slayer Ink Lures, Bending Branches, Intova Cameras, and, of course, Sea Deck. I'd like to add Yeti to that list at some point because I like the cups. Even though I figured out even though I figured out their secret on how they do everything with wizards and unicorns and such, 
whatever. All right, cool. Yeah. That's it, folks. Uh, listen, as always, the most important thing, take a kid fishing, the future of our sport. Get out there, get after it, have a great time. Until next time, if you have any comments, questions, concerns for us, find us on Facebook also. we've Our listener base is much larger than what our likes are on social media, so we would greatly appreciate a couple extra likes. Share our page on social media. When we get to the next plateau, which I believe is 600 likes, um, we'll be giving away some more stuff. And Murdoch, you never win anything. Whenever we do something, you always try, and you're the last guy standing in the chat room. So next time you're in the shop, I'll give you a little prize pack. Uh, oh. Appreciate you hanging in there. But uh, with that being said, take good fishing in the future of our sport. God bless, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Be safe out there. See ya. See you guys on Friday. <laughs>